As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Dude, can we talk about the fact that that is one of the best theme songs in any show ever? No doubt. It just has like the best soundtrack too. The soundtrack is phenomenal, and like they did that on real synthesizers, and, and like, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with that sound. I'm obsessed with that theme song. Yeah, for sure. What show are we talking about? Uh, I thought we were talking about Supernatural. <laughs> From last yeah, night. Yeah, we that, that, that explains why I'm dressed like this. Yeah, <laughs> like Hopper. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, when when season one of Stranger Things came out, obviously it was a worldwide phenomenon. Like, everybody instantly. knows. Instantly, yeah. Everybody knows what Stranger Things is. I remember where I was. Yeah, for you, sure. You know? I was in my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> watching it on Netflix. But, I, yeah. I remember watching season one, and that was the first time I had ever seen a modern... 80s period piece that was like true to the culture and i Mm -hmm. was like oh my god this is so sick you know in season one every single track except for one they commissioned florence from florence and the machine to sing one song i remember like when that came out all the songs were real 80s songs i was like yo this is super cool do you remember that like absolutely the feeling of watching that for the first time it's very immersive it's very like true to the 70s it's like a period piece yeah i think the first season was like supposed to be in 78 or or, 84 oh no i think it's currently in 84 no, it's an '86 now. Oh, I'm all. It was '84 because they okay. had the Reagan, the Reagan. I think it was Reagan Bush. Got you. '84 stickers everywhere. And Got you. Yeah. I, I for some reason I thought it had started in like '79 or something. No, and and I think in the chrono, even though it's four seasons in real life, it's been like 
you know, seven years. It's yeah, only been yeah. like two years between the whole. You know, that was another thing. It's been kind of hard to follow, like the 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 time frame or whatever, like yeah. from when the first one started to when the when it currently is. But uh, I will say this, y'all know. I I am uh, a wimp when it comes to scary stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it, I remember it so vividly. I had just moved into my sister's house, and it was the first night that I had moved in upstairs. I had the whole upstairs myself, and Casey had just helped me move everything. And then we just got done, and we were like, oh, let's watch some TV. I think it was like the day after Stranger Things came out or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And we put it on and the first scene is literally a jump scare where the dude like busts the door open and is running down the hallway. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, at the lab, right?" Yes. I haven't seen I was like, one in a long I was time. like, "This is scary. I don't know if I can do this." And it continued to be scary, but the story is so compelling and original and immersive and and obviously like, you know, I got used to it and now I don't really see it as scary at all. Like even though season four is probably the darkest, scariest season. Oh, hands down. I, I just, I'm it's so, straight up horror. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sucked into yeah. the world and like that. I don't even, it, the, the horror stuff and the gore and all that stuff, it doesn't even phase me anymore. I'm just, I'm here for the story. Alex, you ever seen Stranger Things? I have seen Stranger you Things. You have? Yeah. <laughs> you seen every season seasons. except for this most current one. Oh so my God. I'm just so excited for this to be spoiled. Oh me. no. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We talked about it. He's cool with it. Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, I, I got no choice now. I'm here. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Dude, he's not even going to know what we're talking about most of the time anyway. It's it's so like, I mean, I, so I don't know on. what you're talking about any of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's on, it's on brand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you like the show. I do like the show. Oh, hell yeah. Season okay. four is over the top, man. So like I remember viewing season one and feeling like, wow, this is really something special. Yeah. And then season two came out and I was like, this is this is pretty good. Like obviously season one was was better. It was more iconic. But season two, it was like, this is pretty dope. S season two is probably the one that I remember the least. Yeah. Me oh, too. Me too. the mind flare. Yeah. Season two. Was season two and three the Mind Flare? Yeah. Well, oh. it's all the Mind Flare now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, but uh, season two, they did that whole thing with like Eleven's sister and like they yeah. did that whole weird like- it had filler. Yeah. It was like the weird like greaser Eleven storyline. It was it was whack. And I love how they completely retconned that and like it's not even a part of the show anymore. Uh, but, yeah. But, but yeah, I'd say for me, season two was probably the least memorable. Well, wasn't that uh, Billy? Season three was yeah, Billy. Yeah, that's uh, Max's brother. Yeah, okay, season, yeah, season three was, was Billy. Brother. And obviously, by the way, if you haven't seen Stranger Things season four, go ahead and turn this off because we're going to be yeah. going, we're going to be slicing it up. So yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say, don't be me right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're screwed, Alex. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> can I tell you why I like it? Yes, I would love Because I think it. it's real. Oh, I've, yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Do you know what Stranger Things is fa like actually based on? MK Ultra? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. It's based on the Montauk Project. Are Tell you me. Nope. Okay, so this was uh, supposedly, I don't know, and Alex, please, yeah, like fill in with, you know, internet data or whatever. I try not to dive too deep into alien conspiracies considering that, like, my family is one, you know? But, um, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's fact. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah I try not to cloud my mind with all the other shit out there. It could For be sure. propaganda. It could be fake, whatever. But it's still fascinating. Stranger Things is actually based on the Montauk Project, which was supposedly a real... Um, Montauk's in New York, right? So is that a thing that happened in the 80s? I don't know when it happened. I when did it happen, Alex? Uh, the, the Montauk Project. 
So anyway, go ahead. He'll so Montauk's through. in New York, yes. Yeah, okay. so, the, so the premise behind the real, like the theory behind the real Montauk project is that the United States government had some black ops type shit where they had a bunch of kids or, or, or just people in general, and they had this technology that they claimed was uh, extraterrestrial or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. know. And they claimed that the technology was kind of like Project Looking Glass, where through using it, you could view other dimensions or kind of like open portals between dimensions. And the claim from the Montauk Project is that, you know, these monstrous type entities were coming through. And I don't even necessarily believe that that kind of shit's real, but it's just cool that... Wait, wait, wait. So the Montauk Project, they actually talked about monsters and stuff? Yeah. the the, So what happened is there was someone who supposedly survived it and came public with, like, a book detailing her experience. And Stranger Things is directly a rip from a real right, so claimed experience. Those stories started circulating in the 80s, which would explain oh, okay. the period piece. Yeah, uh, yeah basically, um, psychological warfare, That's kind of, that was kind of the purpose of, of the project. Wow. Yeah. It was like... What, ti- what time frame was the Men Who Stare at Goats thing? What... what- I want to say that could have been um, the like, 90s. What was the name of the actual project? Project Stargate. Stargate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember the year. To be, I mean, I know the real people. I've never thought right, to ask right. them that. Yeah. I've never cared to know the year. 1978. That's, okay. Oh, shit. So we're, we're right around the same time frame. Okay, yeah. Now, I know Project Stargate was real. My dad's like kind of low-key been involved with that yeah. off the record. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Montauk is super interesting. I just, you know, I don't necessarily put any stock into it, but it's fascinating. You yeah, know. I think I think all this like psychological it seems like in the late 70s early 80s like, you know, they were they were trying to figure out some next level, you know, warfare technique. Con- yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like all the cloud bursting stuff they were doing and yeah. the, the the y'all got to look up Project Stargate or just watch the Men Who Stare at Goats movie. It's amazing. And Alex, you yeah, seen that? It's have a you cool seen movie. that movie? Mm. I don't think I have. <laughs> Dude, you'd probably enjoy that one. I think you would. Like, the thing about Project Stargate, though, and I'm saying this um, literally as a second-hand source to the guy that the film is based fucking based on, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he told us, like, the real story, the real experience was not comical. It was a military operation, but right. then when they the, a real book was written, I think the guy's name was Ron Johnson, the author, wrote the book, it got picked up, turned into a movie, Whoever made the movie made it a comedy. Mm. You know, they just put a spin on it. It's like kooky, and I suspect that these big studios do that kind of shit by the direction of, you know, either the military or the elite or the CIA or whoever to to make it not so believable, to make it campy, make it seem like it could be fiction, but it was a very real thing. Yeah. The, the whole remote viewing, Project, Star, uh, Project uh, Stargate, and who stare at goats, very real. Yeah. I don't know anybody involved with the Montauk. But dude, like... Uh, Stranger Things, how they had the little kids and they were developing their psychic powers. That's what they claim really happened at the Montauk Project. Wow. But, but, but they cl- I had no idea. But they claim it was through technology mm. called um, Project Looking Glass, mm. which was this device that supposedly, you know, like from American Cosmic, the artifact type shit, like the metals, my dad gets his hand oh, on Oh, yeah, 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 they, yeah. They claim it was because of that. Wow. That they had some sort of anomalous metal and it was allowing them to interface with it and like see different realities, see the future, see different timelines. And like, I, I just, I don't know. It's super fascinating. 
See, the coolest part about that, the thing that fascinates me the most about that right there is like we we have documented and sure could be bogus, could not be it, bogus, yeah, it whatever. Could be, could not be. But it's it's documented, it's in history. You can look it up. These projects were real things that yeah. these people worked on. And so as crazy and like out there as Stranger Things gets, the the thought is always in the back of my head like it's based on something if, that may like, have what happened. If, what if what if something approximating this happened? Like, I don't, I don't know that like a demogorgon and a the mind flare and obviously yeah, all that's that. Yeah, that's D and D. That's literally flare, yeah, it's yeah, all D and D stuff. Dragons. But like, dude, what if? And I mean, if the Montauk Project talked about monsters, like what? It yeah, they that's, they claimed that there were some entities that had come through bruh, the portals that they were opening, which is the plot of Stranger Things. It's literally the plot. Yeah, of and Things. and from what I heard, I heard a podcast about it a few years ago. Um. From from what I remember, the 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 person the the lady who had written about her account uh, accounts and and came forward with it was furious like uh, about Stranger Things. I believe she was wanting to sue. I could be making that up. I don't remember, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. And I don't know enough off the top of my head to dive like into the Montauk Project. That right, 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 that's right, not right. what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk Stranger Things. Yes. But super cool that it's actually based on something real. I, I Most people don't know that. I didn't know that. That's that makes it so much cooler. I mean, I, I you the know, Duffer Brothers aren't open about that, right? Yeah, and I, I've always been functioning on the assumption that it's heavily based on like MK Ultra, and it was that goes in hand with it though, exactly in real and, life. And it was obvious that there was some militarization of psychic abilities that they were drawing from in real history. Which or, is real. I, yeah. You know, I can attest to that 100%. I've lived that. I've There's a whole... Monroe, the Monroe Institute is literally, like, dedicated to psychic abilities. Like... Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's, a, it's, a, it's a real thing that... Yeah. And what, my family has been... I can't go too much uh, into detail about that, but... Right. You know, my family has been studied by factions. Here's why I'm so drawn to Stranger Things, because I am a living example of different elements of the Department of Defense, you know, one trying to snuff out my family and one trying to bolster us and get us to get their message out there and our story out there. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm watching Stranger Things, and obviously it's way over the top fucking hyperbolic fiction yeah but elements of it i have literally lived so yeah. it's super cool so i wanted to go into a lot of the like psychic shit that's the coolest know? part of the show yeah and you know just to just to put this you got something i got a lot oh okay. let's yeah, go let's, let's go yeah. okay well first i want to take alex you down a is talking this episode yeah. Woohoo! damn buckle up buckle we're for up. a treat today it's a good day today <laughs> <laughs> okay well i want to take you down a little hole real quick okay. a rabbit hole. all right yeah a little rabbit hole mm. project artichoke also uh, known as Project Bluebird. Shout out which, Artichokes. Yep, shout yeah. out Artichokes, which was a CIA project to determine whether a person could be involuntarily made to perform an act of attempted assassination. This uh, is all going on around the 50s. <gasps> Wait a minute. Which, this was the precursor to MKUltra. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, uh, and, and what's his name? The the murderer, the, the, the guy, the... Uh, What's the guy? The he serial had the, killer? He had the cult. No, he had the cult. How am I forgetting his name? Um, describe one, it. Helter describe Skelter. Like the, Manson? Yeah, Manson. Oh, yeah. Shit, Manson yeah. is literally MK Ultra. He's like he's yeah, like yeah. he's like a patient zero for MK Ultra, basically. Right. And they did that to him. They, so yeah, so Project Artichoke yeah. led to MK Ultra, which Whoa. began in fifty three, which MK Ultra allegedly stopped in seventy eight, and then the Montauk project picks up. 
So it's kind of like you can kind of see, yeah, the they're lineage. taking what goes wrong and maybe getting rid of that, maybe adapting it, but yeah. then taking what goes right and like, because then you know it makes sense to me like. If it's not working on adults, who has more feeble minds <laughs> yeah, than adults? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Damn. Like, I think about that. You take children that are in the learning phase of life that that like are, are so easily molded, if you will, um, to try and turn them into to like elite uh, dude, uh, uh, warriors, psychic spies, psychic spies. Assassins. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if you if you follow the the thread of these like psychic abilities in general, it's we've talked about psychic stuff on this show a good bit. Oh yeah. And like the it, it is. Would you agree that it seems to be very attached to your emotional state and your mental state? Like, yeah, absolutely. If, if you're having emotional and or mental blocks, it will in some way affect those psychic abilities. And little spoiler alert uh, for season four. There's going to be tons of spoilers. Yeah, but we're going to talk about the whole show. You basically find out that they they kidnap these kids and traumatize them into having psychic abilities. Which is, like, by the way... Which sounds like what you're talking about. And that's yeah. how MKUltra operated. Was as, it was through trauma. It was through traumatizing people to fracture their mind and kind of like artificially induce some sort of schizophrenic, mental, uh, psychotic break so that they could train new personalities yeah. Yeah. and hide wipe, them deep in their subconscious. Wipe the slate to wipe. rebuild. There you go. Right. Yeah, so, um, that's alchemy, by the way. Well... Nigrito. You, you, then in 2018, I was looking at them getting sued. So the, the co-creators of uh, Stranger Things got sued or, you know, like they, they yeah. took it to court in uh, 18 by this guy who met them at a party, pitched him his idea, which was basically a show about the Montauk Project. Okay, so... Then these co-creators go off, and he said that the Montauk Project was used as a working title for Stranger Things before they wow. ended up on... See, I thought I, thought I wasn't making it up. I, I remembered something yeah. like that, but... Yeah. They've been sued a lot. I had to kind of dig for that one, so... Yeah. Damn. You know what? I'm glad it turned out exactly the way it did. If it was just about yeah. the Montauk Project, it would have been any other little... Yeah, it'd be lame. Conspiracy the, the, the show, fact yeah. that One of the coolest things about Stranger Things is the fact that they worked in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that's that's because, what in the 80s. And and, yeah, and in the culture. It, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons is extremely mystical. It is like the highest fantasy, the highest mystical, magical, alchemical, like there's there's tons of things drawn from ancient religions and esoteric religions and and like occult practices. That's all up in Yo, we should do a and d episode. Yeah, we We've should. We've never even considered that. We should also do a D&D campaign sometime. Oh, no doubt. And put it on the internet no for, doubt. for no people doubt. to see. Yeah, that would we've be been never played, that. but I'm in. It's oh, so dude. fun, man. You'd, My, be, you'd be fun to play D&D with. Probably. <laughs> I'm fun to do anything with. Anything. My favorite part about Stranger Things is the walkie-talkies. Yeah, I'm not yeah, lying. That yeah. would be your favorite. Well, season thing. four, well, season four, there's a lot of walkie-talkie action. Cool, I have to because they're it out. all like in different places. You know how you know how Game of Thrones has like you know five or six storylines going on at the same time. Season four has that energy. Oh, cool. It's much bigger than the first three seasons. It's it's yeah, got yeah. so many different. And they're it's all on walkie-talkies. It's shit. arguably too big. Like like I I, mm, I, I liked was, it. I was pretty exhausted by the end of season four like it's basically nine movies like they're yeah. all like an hour and a half the last episode's two and a half hours long yeah like and there, it just seems like there's a lot that could be cut out but that doesn't take away from how awesome it was it yeah. was it was I truly loved it. awesome I loved every and second of it the storytelling is is completely incredible so yeah do, do you do you want to talk mostly season four 
in this or do you want to do you want to kind of like start from the beginning and go, well go i in? mean i didn't want to like go into the little plot points necessarily what i was what i what really gripped me about season four if i'll just jump into it like this yeah what i got from that was the duffer brothers when they made this season i don't know if it came from the top i don't know if it came from their mind whatever season four was the one when they're like you know what we're gonna reveal some real psychic shit half of the season alex without going into like crazy detail half of the season as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was literally about 11 through some form of ritual you could look at it as a ritual. It wasn't like magic. It wasn't like they were saying this is a ritual, but through some it sort of... A, it was a ritual. It was. It was. Yeah. But but it wasn't like, this is a ritual. Right. You know, they didn't it was talk cloaked, like that. It was, yeah, it was, it was a very, like, yeah. Hollywood-style, ritualistically taking Eleven, inducing her into an altered state of consciousness, which, by the way, at any time she was in this altered state, in this deprivation take, by the way, death and rebirth, submerged in water, oh, like baptism, that, every ancient religion. That's the one thing that I wanted to talk about the most is like the death and resurrection. Of 11. Of 11. That's, so, that's what this season was. It literally, this this season, like... It was a transformation. It, it depicts, like, 11, like, becomes the Christ figure. Yeah, literally. 100%. Literally. Like, like so they had this, they, you know, uh, they take 11 they bring her into this facility where because she she loses her powers after it's season three season three at the end she loses so her I, powers. I don't remember the end oh yeah so the so end is of the, three of three the end of three they they defeat the mind flayer but in the process 11 like worked her powers too hard and she lost wait them. wasn't she lost weren't them. they like in the lab and like they sealed the thing Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. 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 Yes. During that process. Didn't she like collapse in Hopper's arms? Am I making that up? Yeah, no. Hopper no. Is, mm, Hopper disappeared oh, yeah, yeah, through yeah, yeah. a portal. Through a portal uh, at the at the cause, Yeah, because in season four he's I mean, you know he's alive. It's in the trailers and shit. But yeah. in season four he's in Russia. He he went through He's a, a prisoner. Portal. He's a prisoner. He's, yeah, he's in like oh. basically a gulag. <laughs> that but, is brutal, uh, by the way. Oh, I cool. loved the Wait, Hopper but, story. So line. so you could you could look at you could look at Eleven losing her powers as her like dying. 
Like yeah, she's yeah. she dies symbolically. Yeah, and then so she's brought into this facility in season four, deep underground. It's this top secret project, and they have this massive suspended deprivation tank yeah. like this sealed huge deprivation tank that they put her into and they put her into like a trance essentially they where, sedate her yeah, yeah. Where, where they she she goes unconscious and she basically like lives through her memories and it is literally like working through her trauma she she literally works through her trauma because uh, sorry, Alex. This is all getting spoiled. Also, by the way, just hey. to add to that, you notice at any given time during this ritualistic, I say quotes, ritualistic process, she's wearing white. Yeah, which always. In, always. In, a cult, in a cult symbology. You wear white when you get baptized. Right. It's yeah. like ritual purity. So, cleansed. So they they work through, because at, at the beginning of the season, you see this like flashback of Eleven, like when she's young and she's covered in blood and everybody's dead. And the assumption is Eleven killed, killed everybody. Yeah. And she's been living with that trauma ever oh, since. Oh, bro, not to mention, remember, she also slips and has these like uh, flashbacks and she gets ultraviolent, like almost like a sociopath, right. like a killer. Exactly. Yeah, it, I don't want to go into too much detail, but so she, it'll make sense. So through this deprivation tank process, she is slowly recounting the things that actually happened. And she's realizing... It wasn't her fault. She didn't do anything wrong. And she's quite literally like healing her trauma through this d deprivation tank process. And when she comes out, not only does she have her powers back, she's like, she's like way stronger. Yeah, like way more powerful. Way, 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 way yeah. stronger. And the way that I looked at that was all the other kids, uh, they, they were traumatized into having powers, right? Yeah. Let's liken that to Star Wars. That's and, what I was about to say. And, they were and, like Jedi. And the, and the dark side. Look, we can't go an episode without talking hey, about Star Wars. Hey, we're playing BSS Bingo, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Mark it off. Mark it off. Take a shot. No, you don't have to pull so, it up. If it's so, uh, they, they all got, so let's liken it to Star Wars. What does Yoda say about the dark side of the Force? It's quicker. It's easier. It's more seductive. Quicker, easier, more seductive. So... They quite literally took a fast track to getting these kids powers by traumatizing them. It's quicker. It's easier. It, and why wouldn't they do it that way? But the light side of the force will always be stronger than the dark side of the force because it does not come from trauma. It doesn't come from quicker, easier, more seductive. It comes through actualization. It comes through like becoming Zen, becoming reaching like a uh you know whatever a peace peace like a state of enlightenment yeah peace. enlightenment yeah it comes from that so 11 now is the only one of these kids who has gained her power the right way quote unquote like the the light way and now she comes out and is reborn stronger than everybody else that is so mystical yeah well it even goes deeper than that like the thing that stuck out to me the most, I would keep pausing it and showing Jenny. And I even, I, I, you know, it used to be before we would do the show, I would show Jenny this stuff and, and it never really clicked in her head. And now I show her this and she's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. That's a five-pointed star. That's a, yeah. this or that. And like every time Eleven was in this process where they were going into her mind, they had the TV screens above her. Mm -hmm. But in a cinematic way, this was very subtle. But at any given time, the light 
of the TV screens that were playing VHS tapes of her memories because, you know, she was in a government facility, so they had recorded every bit of it, and they somehow, through their advanced technology, they don't really describe it, but, I mean, it's fantasy. They portrayed those memories into her mind, so she was living them in the psychic realm. Super cool. But at any given time, uh, when they were playing these memories, there were five and sometimes six TV screens reflecting on the water in the shape of a star. Mm -hmm. And remember, the true esoteric meaning of the five-pointed star or the pentacle is, you know, if you have an out-of-the-box mind and you understand that geometry, you know, in the 2D plane are like us viewing into the 2D realm and seeing mathematical expressions of the mind of God. They have real energetic properties. The five-pointed star as talked about by the Greeks and the Egyptians, was all about when it's pointing up, when you have the one point up and the two points down, it's the consciousness ascending higher towards source eternally. The math of a five-pointed star, if you break down the lines and the segments, you calculate the differences between them, lengths and distances and stuff like that, it always equates to the Fibonacci sequence, the golden ratio, it's the perfect math for an infinite spiral. Yeah. It, you know, it represents infinity. If you always see these superheroes, like, um, not superheroes, but like anime characters or, or, or different pop culture, they always have a five-pointed star. Fucking Steven Universe. Or, or a spiral. Or a spiral, yeah. yeah. Steven Universe, five-pointed star. All yeah. these characters, they're telling you it's about consciousness ascending higher and higher towards source, the ultimate reality. And it's just crazy that they showed that. And it was also at some points the camera would rotate and show the star spinning clockwise yeah. while Eleven was going through this. It's like subtle ritual symbology of the symbolic death and rebirth of Eleven into yeah, higher and that, consciousness. Now that you mention it, there were a ton of spiral shots yes. in that season. Like yeah. more it was like obvious. Someone had spiral earrings. I believe it was. I believe it was the girl that Robin had a crush on. I could be confused. Oh, that. right. Someone right, straight right. up had spiral earrings or some sort of spiral directly on their shirt. Yeah. And it's just insane. And then remember what you were talking about the other day, the Rosicrucian cross, dude. Yeah. The, okay. So, so the the just to give a little detail. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> the the main antagonist of season four. They call him Vecna. Which is another uh, another like, deity from D and D. He was like this dark wizard who like did all sorts of dark magic and chaos magic and whatever. Anyway, in the show, Vecna's whole goal is to he he figures out that if he murders people in a certain sequence or a certain way, four people he needs to kill four people. He will completely open a rift between. Hawkins and the upside down like literally like a crack in the ground and there's no separation between the two kind of yeah thing. the upside down in the real world Be become one he's yeah it's like basically you could look at it out of the box as like opening a portal from hell yeah you know? straight up and season and, and that's not a crazy stretch because season four another brilliant thing about season four that was in none of the previous three seasons was there was an entire plot line about church and christianity in, in, a, right, in a way about yeah. about saying that like it's demonic it's the satanic panic season four was really heavily involved with yeah. the satanic panic which was real in the 80s that's super when it, cool that's when it started coming about was around like 85 86 yeah, it was dungeons that, and dragons ozzy yeah. osbourne all the metal music at the and time and they talked about all of that in season four i mean like eddie's character 
one of the best characters in the in the season. Like he in the show in the show. Yeah, yeah he, seriously, he was so awesome. He's the DM of the Hellfire Club, which is their D and D group. And you know, it's, it's some people might not know what DM means. If you want to explain. That oh quickly. yeah, so the DM is the dungeon master. Direct uh, message. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's called either a DM or a GM, game master or dungeon master, and their job is essentially like they don't have a character in the game itself they kind of guide the players along their journey and like the dm or gm will play the role of the the antagonists or some of the non-playable characters the bosses you know they'll they'll make the cuz it's all based on dice rolls so the dm gm will make the rolls for things going against the players. Honestly, dude, the best way to describe it is say just watch Eddie in season four because he plays. Literally. He actually plays the role of DM. Yeah, yeah, as as well as the kids in season one. I didn't. That didn't occur to me. You can see what it is, but yeah, Will was the was Will the DM. I before? don't. I don't remember season Will one. Will the wise? I think that's Will correct. the wise. Yeah. I think he was I the DM. So. Yeah, it was either him or uh, Mike, but I don't remember. Um, I can't remember either. I think so, it was Mike. I, yeah, it might have been. Because Will was supposed to use Will's the fireball. The he, he was the wizard. Yeah. yeah, in the very first season, he was supposed to cast a fireball spell, and then it failed in the first episode. Right. And then symbolically, you know, it okay. was showing that he failed and he was captured. Yeah. So I think it was. Another like, great thing about the show, how the plot is driven by, like, esoteric Dungeons & Dragons lore. And Dungeons so & Dragons. So cool. Very occult. Yeah. But, 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 yeah, you know, in the 80s, there was all this. It was literally called Satanic Panic because that was the rise of metal music, Slayer, Metallica. That, that was when Ozzy. The, Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of bats and shit. Like, you know, that, that, was, that, that was happening all around the same time as D&D, &D, which is like, you know, there's demons, there's devils, there's all sorts of dark shit in D&D. There's D &D. also gods and, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole premise of D&D &D is that you're playing as heroes to defeat the evil. Right, yeah, but like, back in the 80s, you know, you, you have yeah. your kid role-playing some game that has magic and shit, you know, like, uh, parents were freaking out. Well, yeah, there's demons, there's pentagrams, there's all that evil right. shit. But I mean, it's it's there so that the the players, at least this was in the eighties, Dungeons and Dragons has become much more complex now, and it can kind of be anything you want it to be. Right. But when it started out, it was mostly one shot campaigns that were four to six hours, four to eight hours long, and it was just like you'd play it, you'd defeat the bad guy, you level up, and then you they're they're kind of like separated storylines or whatever. But anyway, um, yeah. So that was all happening at the same time. The the point used to be. You're playing as heroes, defeating the evil. That was the whole point. You're fighting evil dragons and evil wizards and goblins. And, yeah, yeah, it's like you you're playing a, a light sided character for the most part. But you know, parents didn't look at it like that. It's the same thing that happened with the the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, you, you in know the nineties. I mean? And I think yeah. we've talked about that. But like we, you know, when Pokemon was becoming popular in America in the early nineties, like it. Everybody watched it. It was the oh, everybody it, in our age group. Everybody checked out Pokemon. Yeah, it, it was yeah, the, it was the coolest thing happening in the world. It period. literally swept the entire world by yeah. storm with the games and the show and the and cards, like, and the, cards yeah, the merchandise. And so naturally, you know, I'm very young at the time. Uh, naturally, me and my brother and sister, we all got hype on Pokemon. We all got into Pokemon. And, you know, we would wake up every morning at 6 a.m. to watch the Pikachu show. That's what I called yeah, it when I was yeah. little, the Pikachu show. Uh, and soon after we got into it, like, I think we literally bought, like, a couple packs of cards. And 
then like soon after because this is sweeping the whole country there there started this thing on the in, in the bible belt on the east coast where all these pastors started speaking out against pokemon and it's evil and your kids are carrying around pokemon monsters in their pockets and this is made pocket demons that's what my pastor said pocket demons pocket pocket monsters it's like this stands for pocket monsters do you want your kids walking around with demons in their pockets it's like (laughs) bruh it's like do you do you even know what this show's about it shows about kids that have little fucking little pets little (laughs) digital creatures in in balls like it's they're just little pets they're friendly little pets that like might bite battle each other yeah they battle each other and they faint and they pass out and then they all like laugh afterwards but, like it's, but you know yeah. I, I think that I, I think that there's a thing and i want to be careful saying this but i think there's a thing in really all organized religion where like you take what your pastor says as gospel yeah you know? absolutely you absolutely. take what your pastor says as gospel and that must be the word straight from the lord so you listen to your pastor and i i personally disagree with that i'm not because at the end of the day uh uh, any pastor is still a man it's still a person and they are giving you their interpretation of what they believe the religion should be following yada 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 whatever but like it ain't ain't say nowhere in the bible you can't play pokemon yeah Yeah. it didn't say that somewhere in the old testament it does talk a little (laughs) bit about like don't do any sorcery or necromancy or divination or whatever but yeah like, you know all those necromantic pokemon you know all those yeah, pokemon yeah. that are raising corpses it's cubone oh he wears the bones of his mother he has a skull on his head oh. <laughs> ghastly they're spirits oh. <laughs> dude you know uh, i don't know if i want to call whatever who cares uh when when leah and jonah were younger and they, they were growing up uh, this was years ago uh they started getting into pokemon and my dad my dad told them like you all right fine you can play pokemon but you can't use any of the psychic pokemon <laughs> like dude what okay That's oh funny, i have to man. i have to finish the story and i've told this story sorry for those of you that, that have heard it but anyway we got super into pokemon the that thing swept the nation and my parents were like hey you can't you can't do pokemon anymore that's not you you can't do that and we were crushed i cried about it whatever and i and you know they they gave me the whole spiel secondhand of what the pastor said and i was like well maybe you know it's just a little bit bad or whatever it's just like it's not bad it's maybe just little pieces of it were bad and so then the next day when i came home from school my dad had brownies and he was like here's some brownies but there's just a little bit of shit in them that was his lesson. That was his. <laughs> that was his analogy that he chose to use. And yeah. I was just like, "You told that on uh, the Hell episode." Yeah, 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 episode yeah. Nineteen, I believe. So, how were the brownies? They were fucking great. <laughs> they were great. I was going to say maybe they were shitty, but <laughs> <laughs> they did not taste like shit. Uh, obviously, he didn't do it, but he he made yeah, of course. he made me rip up my Gen One Squirtle. And I feel like genuinely, as much as we've talked about this as friends in our adult lives, I feel like that might be one of your most traumatic moments. It was. It had to be. It undoubtedly was. I mean, think, dude, how know, about a this? little kid is so innocent though. Like that kind of stuff really is traumatic for a young yeah, child was, who I, doesn't I, know anything else. No, I was probably five or six. Yeah, and and, and it is it, it's so ingrained in my memory that I even remember buying the pack of cards where i got it from i got the cards from a gas station they were selling them in gas stations at the time and uh i remember taking it home opening it squirtle was my favorite pokemon yeah mine was charmander and i was like 
so stoked. He made me rip it up and I was pissed. But anyway, that's all just an analogy for like what the satanic panic was like. Hey, little cutie, little Charmander. I got Charmander. He's going to sit with us for the rest of the time. Yeah, that's perfect. Look, Alex. He's, a, he's a dragon. He's a, well, technically he's not a dragon and a lot of people are pissed about that. But anyway. Yeah, they can fuck off. Wait, yeah. They yeah. can just what is shut he? the fuck he's up. A it's fire, Charmander. He's a fireflying he's type. He, Char- Who cares? He's a dragon. Yeah. Who well, cares? The, the truth is, is that Charizard was a Gen 1 Pokemon and dragon type wasn't a thing yeah. at the time. Mm. So they just never decided to change it. But yet there are like palm tree Pokemon that are considered dragons. Yeah. It's, like, just, it's, 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 <laughs> it's stupid semantics yeah. from yeah. a mechanic in a video game. He's a dragon. Yeah. He looks like a literal dragon he's when a dragon. he's fully evolved. Yeah, You're like the father are, of dragons, People dude. are dumb. Get oh out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know. My uh, fave was always Dark Charmeleon. I had that nice. card. I had that card. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. Satanic Panic swept the nation. That's that, what I was going to say about season four, too. Yeah. Um, I truly appreciated how it was. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, meshed with the plot in a very big and relevant and profound way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into the name of the character because, quite frankly, I can't even remember his name. And nobody liked him. He was like a huge the jock. Yes, the, yeah. yes, the jock. Fuck that guy. But yeah, seriously. And like the the you know you have to understand, Alex. Again, without going into too crazy of detail, what happens is the whole town starts noticing paranormal, freaky activity from the upside Quote, unquote, down. Quote satanic. But you know. yeah, but it's woven into the plot that the town goes into a hysteria believing it's satanic they like black magic practices Hawkins becomes to, they come to believe that all of the shit that's been happening in Hawkins is because of these kids cult. are playing D&D. Yeah, but, they literally believe But they that. don't know it's D&D. They think it's an actual cult. satanic cult yeah. and that's a part of the plot now. It's super cool. I Where, love that they did that. Yeah, they 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 wove in the like mass hysteria of the ignorant population of 99% of people who are like enslaved by mainstream religion. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> I'm talking about the majority of so, the world. So let's get back to the thing in that I, with Vecna that we yeah, were talking about. Yeah. So this is, this was possibly like the whole, I was doing the same thing watching this season, pausing and being like, Casey, look Do at you this. See Do you, you see that? Do you see that? Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, and, and so 
This one blew my mind probably the most of everything. And there was It tons. blew my mind when you said it because it went over my head, believe it, it or not. It, that was yeah. the most obvious to me. It wasn't until I saw this that I'm about to explain that I connected the death and rebirth stuff of right, Eleven. Right. It, it, that put it all together for me. So Vecna, the antagonist, his whole goal is to murder these four people which will open which are by the way ritual sacrifice literally they're They're open about it being a sacrifice it is a ritual sacrifice and he traumatizes them first yep he torments them and haunts them like in a nightmare type because the the trauma is what opens the portals yes we we also learned that from stranger things from this season yeah that's some deep shit y'all know vecna's a a boy yeah what do you mean like he's a before he's Vecna, he's dude. Henry. We've we've dude, seen we, the show, we, okay. <laughs> bro. Come on, what the I fuck I'm, was that? I'm, Alex? I don't know, man. I just found out because now I'm reading about it. Yeah, you should dude, watch the show. the show. You should yeah. watch the show. Hey, hey, Ryan. Because I'm like, hey, I love you, bro. Hey, Alex, Alex. Did you know that Eleven has psychic powers? <laughs> dude, <laughs> is she the Yo, one with the shaved head? Go easy on him. Is he the one with the shaved head? I know, I know. Okay, that was funny, Alex. I'm sorry, but that was funny. You're welcome, man. I like to keep it. <laughs> oh my god! Because I'm because you know the mind flare was nobody before he right. was the mind. But, but flare. that's why season four is so good too. It really, well, you find out where the mind flare comes from yeah, too. Yeah, dude, in it, it four. shows it all. It's Did you know sick. he was a boy? <laughs> no, so, no, no. According to this fandom you. website, his initial form was a orange cloud, and his yeah, yeah. spider form is a spider. Whoa! Yeah, that's so that's the thing. There is going to be a season five. By the Yo, way, did you know he was a season. cloud before he yeah. was a spider? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm did you know him. he was a boy before he was a cloud before he was a Yo, spider? Alex, it shows that in season four. <laughs> okay, it I mean, I would. Yeah. I, would I know so. you haven't seen it, but <laughs> I got to finish this story. People are going to get so do, mad at do, us. People are going to get so mad. Okay, opens the portal. <laughs> blah blah blah. Whatever. They're in the upside down because Vecna drags the fourth victim. I don't have to say who it is. Right. Drags don't, definitely the don't. fourth victim into the upside down to finally make this final sacrifice and, and open the portal. Uh, <laughs> Eleven finds a way to literally fucking astral project herself. Like Star Wars. By like the way. Star like, Wars. Like Luke Skywalker. So cool. Yeah. Uh, into the upside down to stop Vecna. Well, it, it f- kind of fails. Um, and she literally gets strung up because Vecna like controls the entire upside down. They explain it as a hive mind and like Vecna is the nucleus. Basically he like controls it all. Yeah. And so he, he like makes these tentacles literally tie 11 up in a cross. Uh, Yeah. Like she's on a cross. She is straight up strung up on a cross. But if that's not enough, they, they'll, exact spot that he decides to string her up in a cross is a stained glass window with a rose in the middle and her head is directly in front of the rose the rose cross the rose is creating a crown of thorns around her head and the rose cross is the symbol of rosicrucianism yeah for sure like that shit was so blatant now do you know what the rose cross represents I do, but you explain. I've okay. been talking too much. No, 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 not at all, dude. I'm, I'm loving <laughs> no, 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 it. No, 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 good shit. So the Rose Cross. Did you know that he was a boy? <laughs> <laughs> so Alex, so, I'm sorry, but that was really funny, man. <laughs> no, I know. I'm that hilarious. Was so funny. <laughs> I'm, no, I know. I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he had to have been one of the other kids. I'm gonna explain involved that. in the project. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain. About, I'm gonna oh, go yeah, into okay, that because I have right. a, another. He gets, he gets upset. No, 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 no dude. Trust me. I'm gonna go into that. I was waiting for Nick to wrap up the Rose Cross thing. Now. 
to be clear here, at that scene, that's literally the last episode. I was so like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, I, I, was I wasn't. I wasn't looking for that anymore. That went over my head. I had PTSD from the last episode of Game of Thrones. I, I had a hardcore panic attack. Yeah, watching the last episode of Game of Thrones, but I couldn't stop watching. So I was literally pacing back and forth in the living room, like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. <gasps> And I felt very similar watching the last episode of Stranger Things. Dude, Game. it was, Sorry, so, go it was so good. No, but so like what the Rose Cross actually represents makes me curious if the Duffer Brothers are Rosicrucians, which again, for anybody out there on the internet who knows about the Freemasons and all this shit, Rosicrucians are not the same vibe. It is a very uh, uh, um, educational secret society that is strictly focused on teaching the mysteries. They're a lot more loose about what you can and can't say. It's not like Freemasons where you sign this oath that says like your guts will be strung out and you'll be murdered and, <laughs> yeah. and, and they actually say that. I know, in, in yeah, it's pretty wild. And, and obviously, it's just it's just tradition. But Rosicrucians, literally, you get into it and it's all about here are the mysteries. Here's the secrets of Jesus and consciousness. Here's what it all means. Take what you want. This is real shit. We come from the lineage of ancient Egypt and and Pythagoras and shit. Like you can take it or leave it. It makes me think the Duffer Brothers may actually be Rosicrucians. But anyway. Or at least are interested, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what the symbol of the Rose Cross means from the Rosicrucians is um, – because they have a lot of documents that are publicly available online that you can read. And right, And it's, it's yeah. like here's here's some lessons. If you're interested in us and you'd like to know more, sign up. I've read whatever. a lot of it. Yeah, it's it's super cool shit. And what it means is the cross, the true meaning of the cross in every variation ever. I don't care what the fuck you think it means concerning Jesus. The cross is way older than that. And again, we have the dumbass fucking Vatican who took Jesus, this man that they slaughtered, and they said, you know what? We're going to slaughter this poor guy who was waking up thousands of people in real life. Like if we're thinking about what really happened, they slaughtered this dude who was like, literally just trying to bring peace and, and, and initiate the world and mankind into the mysteries of, of consciousness. Uh, they fucking slaughtered him. And then they took his, this, this idea and they totally morphed it. But what the cross actually means is you could look at it out of the box, like longitude and latitude. You have one going up and one going left and right, but then you could also look at it in another layer. The one going up is the ascension to spirit. Consciousness. Consciousness yeah. ascending to spirit. But the one going horizontal. The material world. It's the material world. And it's the bridge. We are a cross. The human being is a cross. We even can stand like one, you know? And like Eleven was shown like one. Think real out of the box. This is mystical shit, you know? We are the hybrid between spirit and matter. We have this spiritual consciousness that is also animating this body of matter mm. but what the rose represents is consciousness unfolding the seven chakras unfolding blooming like in the east they would call it lotus petals in the west it's the rose your chakras are blooming and unfolding and you're realizing that christ-like potential over many lives that's what it means and they showed that ritually with 11 this this whole season was i agree with you it was the symbolic death and rebirth of 11 as this christ-like hero figure which was fucking awesome so cool so you know like <laughs> jesus right 
uh-huh. dies and, and is resurrected. You yeah. know he was it, a boy? Well, damn it, Nick. I was going to say, before he was resurrected, he was a boy. And we all know he was buff, just saying. He was we a boy. We do know he was, he was buff. He was buff. He was He definitely shredded. had that Chris Hemsworth body. And all the natty. Natty too. lights. No, natty. Yeah. Natty lights. All natural. He, was, no, he wasn't natty, dude. He had the he had the crystal steroids going into his veins. <laughs> Jesus obviously had the crystal steroids. Okay, do you think Jesus did drugs? For no. sure. Drugs? Yes. They didn't even have drugs. Yes, they did. They had like potions and shit with psychedelic They had properties. mushrooms. Yeah, but I don't consider that like drugs, drugs. I'm thinking, when okay, I hear well, the word drug, well, I think let like me heroin, cocaine. The question. I don't like the word drug. It's very evil to me. I have a, right, I've had family Ryan. members die. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. When I say the word drug, I'm thinking heroin, cocaine, oh, no, meth. Man, no. I have a different view of drugs than most people. I've lost family to drugs, you know? So. No, I think Jesus was definitely doing ayahuasca and, yeah. and shrooms and shit like that for sure, bro. Yeah, for sure. New Jesus meme Absolutely. dropping. Oh, let's go. <laughs> well, get dude, to it, Patreon I mean, when members. You, when you get into the higher <laughs> levels of the mysteries and shamanism and shit like that, like, yeah, they, they explore those kinds of things. Um, I know that for a fact. I mean, talking with people in CIA and Project Stargate and some of the things they did to elevate their consciousness was ayahuasca. Bro, we have people trying to get my family to fly out to South America to do ayahuasca uh, shamanic trips in the jungle to see if it'll open us up. But I told them I won't leave my wife for three weeks. I, I don't care. I don't care yeah. if the president himself asked me. Nah. I'm not leaving my wife nah, for three weeks. I don't lame. give a fuck. Yeah. But that's yeah. lame. No, I mean, it's it's cool, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Jesus probably popped mushrooms a time or two. I, I, I genu- I'm not just being funny. Like I genu- There's real theories about that. Well, I believe there are real I, theories I, I, about that. I truly, actually, like pretty much, 100 percent believe in the stoned ape theory, which is that like it the, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that it makes like, a lot of like sense. pre like pre hominid like kind of the precursor to humanity. They found mushrooms. They found mushrooms. They ate them, and it like. catapulted their consciousness because there is like a i guess there's a time frame where there was a rapid increase in the evolution of human consciousness yeah and there are those that argue it could be because like that was when humans discovered fire or or, you know hominids discovered fire or like created the wheel and then it it just whatever but i mean it was a rapid yeah rapid it was what about eleven thousand years ago or something like that ten thousand years ago yeah Yeah. i in my humble opinion (laughs) i choose to i choose to put most of my eggs in that basket that it makes like, sense dude it makes a lot of sense you have this precursor civilization they find mushrooms it starts causing them to access deeper levels of their mind and they get smarter and smarter and smarter and the human body will always evolve to reflect the level and powers and abilities of consciousness it's and just if, and if you've ever done mushrooms you know it opens you right on up. It, it, it opens you. It, it, it makes you see the world completely But use different. responsibly, kids. Of course. This yeah. is not something to play around with. Adults also don't think yeah. you're a cowboy badass and think yeah. you just do whatever you want. Uh-uh. Don't. Don't. Uh-uh. Don't. Do your research. Be humble. Do your research. Do your research. Be humble. Sit down. Yeah. Be humble. Sit the fuck down and be humble. So it, it just kind of going off of that theory, it, it just makes me think like how the earth is the provider and is it some sort of predestiny where you have this this pre-human species but like fungi has been part of the earth and is a key part of the earth that was always there and it's like these mushrooms are just sitting there waiting and these you know and it's like was it all supposed to happen that way like hell yeah i think so you know man. what i mean like i, think so. just, I would agree with that Alex. Sends me i'm on a telling weird... you bro when you dive into shamanism which is the oldest spiritual system 
according to mankind. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about spiritual system, either sure. animism or shamanism. And they have these levels of understanding that the deeper you get into the plant medicine, the deeper you become connected to the mother or consciousness or the spirit world or nature. And literally, it's cannabis, psilocybin. DMT, or you could say ayahuasca. It's the earth. It's like the the earth earth. is the breadbasket, and the more that you get into the mother and the earth, like, you know, more you make it part of yourself. Right, right. I like that. The earth is the breadbasket. And I'm telling the world, Ryan Bledsoe is telling the fucking world, the CIA does ayahuasca. Just saying. (laughs) I'm telling you, I have been told this. This shit is real. Take me serious. You feel me? That was whistleblower, Ryan. You feel him or not? Yeah. I have been told by CIA agents that they go out to these trips and they do ayahuasca. They blast it hundreds of times and they come back and they do psychic remote viewing pew, 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 11 type shit. Pew, pew, pew. pew, 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 pew. They're doing shit with their brain. Pew, 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 pew. The shit is real. If you think, if, if, if you just want to close your eyes and your ears to this, I don't know what to tell you, bro, but it's real. Pop off. Pop off. Mm, that was wow. joke, but I, was, <laughs> I stole that bread basket. I get heated. From- I get passionate about that when you know because like I'm literally whistleblowing shit. Don't take it lightly. <laughs> I'm putting my soul on the line here to tell the world some shit that was confided to me in private by the Central Intelligence Agency. It's a big deal. I'm very heated about that. Shit. <laughs> anyway, you anyway, are. I can't tell. Very heated about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, Alex? I'm sorry. Bread basket thing. No man, no worries. <laughs> no, I just, no I just worries. felt like I had to go on a rant. Dude. Yeah, but, it's all cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find. I found a map, but it's Lucifer. It's let's talk. Like, go ahead, go ahead. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? It's, it's gonna go somewhere. I know, I'll it's play. gonna go somewhere. I'm playing. No, just the breadbasket of the world, which I believe is north of Egypt in like Mesopotamia, where mm. like life, life started, civilization, and yeah. people yeah. started, you know, leaving. Yeah, like from the cradle there. of civilization. Yeah. Right. It's it's called like the breadbasket or something. Like they call that, it the cradle. I'm sure. Is that where the cradle of civilization? Is that where like the Garden of Eden is supposed I mean, to have who been. Could ever know, man. Yeah, but anyway, honestly, Satan, take it away, Ryan. <laughs> no, I didn't say Satan. Lucifer. I said Lucifer. My and, apologies. And, you know, a Christian would say they're the same thing, but they're not. They are absolutely not. Uh, Lucifer is a figure. If you get into the esotericism, you realize that the the especially like in Kabbalah, this is prevalent. You have these two paths that the human soul can aspire to be. And on the light side, you have Christ, you know, the, the ascension, like the hero. You could think about it loosely like Thor or, or uh, uh, Krishna or these, you know, there's these other Buddha. limited, yeah, or like Buddha. You have this understanding that your soul is destined or at least has the ability to ascend to be its best form. And I don't necessarily mean in this life. I mean over many lives. And if you figured out that secret, then it's like, okay, in this lifetime, you can try to reach that. Yeah, your, your, your soul slash your consciousness is much longer than your life. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely uh, ignorant, I feel, to believe that, yeah, I was born by accident. Maybe I was born in the ghetto. Maybe I was born in, in some indigenous tribe in South America. I'd never get to hear all this mystical shit. But, yeah, this is the only chance I'll ever get. And I might even live to 22 and die in a car wreck. And if I didn't get it right, well, I'm going to hell forever. Yeah. Stupid. It's, it, it, Stupid. Yeah. It's a yeah. lie, actually. It's it's actually a lie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we did a whole episode about that, not here nor there. I get heated about that, too. 
I've wondered that my entire That's life. That's probably the thing I get most heated about is the hell stuff. I wondered that since I was a child and then finally got initiated into the mysteries and started seeing the beings and started putting reincarnation in my dad's head and shit. And it all made sense to me. It all made sense. Reincarnation is the answer. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, Jaden Smith, reincarnation is the model. It's the model. Man, yep. you're hot this episode. I just, yeah, yeah, I just get heated about certain hot, things, bro. man. Ryan's hot every episode, okay? I'm a hot boy. Crystal boys. Hot, boy. hot boys. Yeah, dude, it's it's, uh, it's time to start uh, lifting up Crystal Boys, too. Because, you know, Crystal Girls are hot. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we keep not playing. as hot as Ryan yeah. on this episode. Damn, dude. I'm feeling some tension between y'all. <laughs> Damn, dude. Do I, I need mean, to, do I need to leave? Is, no, no, you I stay right there. Stay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, master. I, I have been told in the past that my hair uh, reminds people of, of waves, which stop, I, stop. I know you like to serve. Stop. 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 <laughs> stop. 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 The tension is too much. It's palpable. I feel it in the air, guys. Alex is like, I want to ride them waves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't even remember where the fuck I'm Lucifer, about. Lucifer. Oh, Lucifer, yeah, Whoa! yeah. Yeah, Lu- Lucifer, <laughs> Lucifer. Yo, I've had a lot of caffeine today. <laughs> Lucifer is the opposite yeah, yeah. of Christ. Okay. It's it's not it's not the same as Satan. Lucifer is not the same figure of Satan. They're not even mentioned in the same context throughout the Bible, but everyone just has this belief, oh, Lucifer, Satan, it's the same thing. Mm. So think of this. Think think we're looking at Stranger Things Season 4 from a Gnostic point of view, or rather from a point of view of someone who is initiated into the esoteric mysteries. And what you have is this storyline going out, and it's like the main storyline, pr- pretty much, of Eleven. And we're literally, in some meta way, we are watching her childhood memories play out. Imagine she's this Christ figure, right? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And what we have is Vecna is the Lucifer figure. Because mm. while she's a child, he's coming to her and tempting her, and he's literally... As a boy. He, yeah, <laughs> he is a boy. Yeah. But also, it's just cool because he's, he's symbolically, like, he's wearing white. And maybe this has nothing to do with it, but these are just details I noticed. He has this, like, hyper blonde hair, hyper bright blue eyes. Yeah. He just reminds me of this kind of, like dark tempting being who appears as this beautiful beautiful being of light yeah. kind of like lucifer's described uh-huh. he's got pretty wavy he's, he's hair. a pretty boy with the wavy hair and the bright blue eyes and he's wearing all white and when he comes to 11 he speaks with this very silver tongue and he whispers things in her ear and she's a young child and he tempts her and like if you remember one of the earliest encounters he says to her is 
Do you think that maybe you have a memory that makes you very sad or very angry? You could potentially gain power if you would just focus on those memories. Literally, the Sith. The Sith. Well, that's how she operated in like the first season. Yes. Right, but yeah. but because that's how they were. The kids were taught to operate. Possibly the coolest spoiler of season four. Well, Nah, bro. Remember, Papa told them when they were going to go do the battle with their minds, he said, do not let any emotion enter your mind or you will fail. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. But the guy was poisoning Eleven. Uh-huh. Bring emotion into it. The boy. The, the, boy. Yeah. <laughs> the boy. That's the name of the episode, <laughs> The Boy. But what were you going to say, though? Possibly the coolest spoiler, since we're already spoiling everything. It, uh-uh, you listen to this, Alex. The the Vecna, the guy, the, the, the main antagonist, he is number one. Yeah. He's he's the first Yeah. Yeah. He's, I was he's gonna the, end up there too, but he's the first one. And he wow. literally has the tattoo zero zero one. So he's, so so <laughs> follow, crazy, dude. Follow me here. Follow me here. So he's poisoning eleven I'll from follow you anywhere, Ryan. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I feel so I can't say that I hate the attention. <laughs> I'll be right back. Let me get my surfboard. <laughs> surfboard, quote unquote. <laughs> so he's poisoning her from a young age and he's he's putting the shit in her ear and he's kind of teaching her like like Palpatine and 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 Anakin. He's showing her the seduction of the dark side and then literally she, and she goes into this room. They have you'll see it in the show. They he makes them battle each other psychically and there's this one kid who's a bully and he's much older than all the other young little kids. If a, if the character 11 is like 11 or 12 years old, this kid is probably like 17. He's much older, much bigger. He's a douche and he bullies the other little kids. 11 kicks his ass. Using the knowledge that she learned from number one, Henry. You don't know he's number one until like the, the, very, the last yeah, episode. Yeah. He like, was number one. He, oh he my was God. number one. Schmitty Werben Jaegerman Jensen. Yo, this is crazy. We got like Pokemon, D&D, SpongeBob, Star Wars, SpongeBob, Stranger Things. We got a lot of references and lots that. of ADHD rants. This is a quintessential. This is a legacy episode of Blood. Yo, we, we, we can't even be ashamed about that anymore because, like, we're a year in, and the show has achieved more success than we can ever imagine. Oh, I'm and not I, ashamed I, about it at all. I think it's time to put that to rest and embrace our power. Oh yeah, that's our superpower is being ADHD. Fuck yeah, bro. Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief. You ever read him? No. <laughs> Good books. When he was a little kid. I want you, to read them. You find out he's the son of Poseidon, and he's like this obviously super powerful almighty demigod, but he starts off as this ordinary kid raised by his human mother, and when he goes to school, he was diagnosed with ADHD, and he has problems, and blah, blah, blah. It turns out that's because he's half God, and he's tuned into this other reality, and I think there's something to that for sure. You find out geniuses all over the world tend to have some sort of, you know, abilities and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, so he's tempting Eleven. She she takes the knowledge he teaches her. She totally dominates and just decimates this guy. And then throughout the season, he's poisoning her with this more knowledge. And what he's doing is it's like the Gnostic myth. He tends to be this Luciferic, rebellious figure who is, although he has evil intentions, he kind of also brings her the fruit of knowledge that she's stuck in a prison. And this Lucifer figure, ironically, he does a very good thing as well of breaking Eleven's mind free of the prison that she's trapped in. 
and he causes her to rebel as well and be empowered to escape from Papa and the whole. You know, it it was very Luciferian. I didn't pick it's up the Gnostic on that myth because he he wants to free her so that she will help him. But his intentions are bad, exactly. But he and, still yeah. empowers her to break free from her matrix reality that she's living in. It, it, it's a it's think a, about it loosely. It's a it's a typical trope. Like he thinks that by freeing her mind, she will be like minded with him and share the same aspirations and whatever. Like. We we're alone in this world. We're two of a kind, and everybody else doesn't understand us. But you know, so, Eleven relieving her trauma and becoming the Christ consciousness. Essentially, she's like, "No, this is fucked up, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna beat your ass." And then it also Wait, shows. Does it go? Is this like taking? Like, does this happen in flashbacks? A lot of it. Both. Go back both. in time. Okay, both. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. that's what I want. Because remember, exactly. it shows her memory from years. Because you said break free, and I'm like, that's season one, right? Yeah, yeah. this is so right before takes, season one. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it shows her leading up to breaking out of that institution in season one, which is where it begins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel bad for everybody who hadn't watched it. Well, and we gave them a, and continued to listen because that's I'm their like, choice. Yeah, I'm really digging in here. That's their. I choice. feel like I've watched it. Yeah. No. Did you know he was a boy? <laughs> that's one of the funniest things you've ever said man you looked it up like, i guess in your in your mind in that split second decision like maybe maybe you didn't consider that like that's not some theory and it, it and it just openly shows that in the show i don't know i don't that, know that what was possessed funny. me to say that that was funny i almost i felt like i needed to sell the fact that i hadn't seen it <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, so then he also plays the satanic adversary figure where he tempts her to join him and have this power. Like, who does that sound like? Jesus in the desert. Oh my God. I just, the I, I just realized, remember the scene? Holy shit, this is crazy. You remember the scene where it shows him like flying through the upside down yeah. and being transformed like into hell. Vecna? Dude, he's literally like being transformed from Lucifer to Satan. Exactly. Oh my God. I, I didn't make that connection. Yeah. It literally shows him like being catapulted through transforming the, the upside down and lightning hitting him and, and like flaying his flesh. And he's like becoming a monster, like, like, it's lit and he's like oh my god you know i was thinking when he's flying through with his like beautiful hair blowing around in the wind and shit like it's very like it's beautiful true. It's, it's true he's it's not very, exaggerating it's very like pretty it's and cinematic it, and it looks like an old like michelangelo painting it, a it, little it, bit yeah you know what i mean it's very religious kind of yeah i, got I didn't that really pick that up it, until it's like now hell. it is it's just like he's flying through hell yeah exactly and um yeah dude it's crazy and and also that's why th this ha there's many layers yeah, yeah. We got to talk about this real quick. Okay. I, I know we got to wrap up soon, but let, let me just go on another little. Where are we having term? We're, we're, we're close to the end here, but um, it's okay. I got to get this thought out because this is so fucking cool. So little Easter egg. The character that Vecna first tormented, obviously you find out he's number one. I don't oh, want to spoil right, right, too right. much, yes. but I don't want to spoil too much here. I'm going to save some of the surprise. No, no, it's okay. Open your ears. I'm not, I'm not going to go into crazy detail. But the first character that Vecna torments is a man in the 1950s by the name of Victor Creel. The world around him believes he's a serial killer. Because remember, Vecna's a psychic entity from the upside down. And when he kills people, no one sees him or any evidence of him. People are just mangled. They're, they're, they are just totally uh, like, mutilated. Their eyes are... Popped out. out of their head. Their limbs are broken into all different directions. It looks like a horrific satanic sacrifice. Yeah. That's why the whole satanic panic thing comes into the 
Like these people are brutally slaughtered. Yeah, it's it's and the his, goriest that Stranger Things has ever been. Right, it, it's straight up like a horror. It's amazing. Yeah. And the first victim that Vecna terrorizes is this man Victor Creel. His family is slaughtered. Again, there's some surprises there that I'm going to leave for you to to be surprised by. But um, anyway, so long story short, the character Victor Creel uh, is played by the real life actor Robert England who played Freddy Krueger. No way! Yes. I see it now. Immediately, as soon as you said that, that's him. And think about it. Vecna is 100% obviously Dude. from the Lucifer and Satanic thing. He's 100% an homage to Freddy Krueger. I was thinking he that- torments the, you in nightmares. I was thinking that the whole time watching this, the season, I was like, he's like Freddy Krueger. Casey even said that at one point. The actor is Freddy Krueger. That's so cool. Old Dude. man Victor Krueger. I, I see it now. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, bro. What they, a cool they went tidbit. all out for this season. They also made uh, heavy references to Michael Myers at some point. Like, dude, he had one of the characters wears a Michael Myers mask. Yeah, yeah. In one of the seasons, a hundred percent. Remember, they were sneaking to go steal that RV, and they were like, "Do you have a yeah, mask?" Yeah, Eddie wore a yeah. Michael Myers. They were mask. like, "Do yeah. you have a mask?" And then the next scene, it shows him wearing a Michael Myers. I forgot, mask. I forgot about that because yeah. earlier in the show, they were talking to. Eddie's uncle, right? Who you know, because it was at his trailer. Yeah, the first modern sacrifice that happened. Obviously, you know that. Yeah, and then uh, he was talking to Nancy, who was trying to get the story. Yeah, and he said he he explained about Victor Creel. This has happened in the fifties, and it's kind of like a revelatory moment for the viewer. And he said, "Yeah, he reminds me of that character in the movie with the white mask. What do they call him? Yes, Michael yes. Myers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another cool thing. I don't know if you picked up on, but you, you know that." Each of the kids is a D&D class, right? No, I never thought about that. Like, They're, what do you mean? Like, like Will the Wise. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. Uh, um, Dustin is literally like the intelligence-based character. Like, they, they all actually fit into the role that they play in D&D. Like Especially season four. Yeah, like Lucas is the heavy. Lucas is like the heavy. Oh, when he gets into the fist fight. Yo. He gets into the fist fight, and in season three, he, you know, the heavy class, like the berserker class, that it's all like big buff hand to hand combat, but, but also sick. I'm also getting chills. Explosives and fire, dude. Season three, the rockets were his idea. I don't remember that detail about. The, he three. he was like, well, because Eleven didn't have her powers, and he's like, well, we got to find some way. Fire, fire. Like, how do we get a bunch of fire? They're in the mall. They're like, let's go take all the fireworks. Right, and right, then he yeah, starts yeah. throwing yeah. the fireworks at the dude. I remember that. It, I remember they that. they all fit, and then Mike is like the the valiant leader. He, the heart. He's the heart. And he, season four, he, yeah, he's, he's literally he's yeah. the heart. He's the valiant leader. He's like the Steven Universe. He, he's like the Naruto. His role is to talk and and motivate. He, he's and the and um he's like the cleric. He's like the pal. In. He he heals. He motivates. He like literally the the moves, the abilities that the paladin or the cleric uses are like rallying cry. That's actually yeah, a move yeah. in D anD D. Rallying cry. He hypes everybody They're up. Very overt about that in season four. Too. Super like, super. This, this is not subtle. I just no. I didn't connect that dot, but. Yeah, they, yeah like they, they all they all literally like play the, a a class in D anD D. Literally in season four, uh, Will um, paints uh, this epic huge like tapestry of the kids as D D characters fighting like, a dragon slaying a dragon and he draws mike as this epic knight because mike has this whole struggle <laughs> struggle struggle this, this whole struggle uh his girlfriend is uh obviously 11 at this point and she's like the superhero and mike has this internal crisis like but i'm nobody like I'm she doesn't nothing. need me anymore she doesn't need me it's a whole plot point between the two characters and will paints this epic painting of I, Mike being this knight clad in armor. He's a paladin. I just 
just realized he's, a he's literally and, a paladin. And he paints a red heart on him, and he's leading Eleven and all the other kids. And he's like, you're the heart, Mike. You're the heart. Yeah. And that comes back later, and Mike kind of like pushes Eleven to be stronger. It's, it's cool, but... Yeah, that there's something to that for sure. That they're yeah. all like the classes in D and D. It's it's so epic. Dude, I could go on and on and on about Stranger Things. We got to wrap up. We Is it? Do- we're we're out of yeah. Hour? We're, okay. we're out of time. One last yeah. thing. Uh, theory, season five. Oh, dude, dude, this is Eddie. He, Eddie he told is, me this last night. This is crazy. So, uh, oh my god, I don't want to spoil it for Alex. Plug your ears for this one, yeah, dude. Really, don't. Pl- plug plug your ears. No, because he's one. gonna hear it in the episode. No, he won't. He won't. He won't. Okay. 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 So. I'm going to try to talk quiet so that Alex can't hear me very well. Yeah, do do some la-las or something, Alex. Okay, so so anyway, uh, Eddie in season five is going to come back as Vecna's right-hand man. Uh, In in D&D lore, Vecna's right-hand man is like, he's like a lord of bats. He's killed by bats. He's resurrected by bats. And he he tries to defeat Vecna. They become homies, and then he's his right-hand man. Where did Eddie... Uh, spoiler alert, die in the Upside Down. By bats. By bats. All right, that's Vecna's it. He also, he also has tattoos of bats on his arm. Yeah, yeah Vecna's super bats. Super cool. Okay. Fucking master of puppets. Oh, that was the coolest thing oh I've ever God. seen in my oh entire my life. God. And the actor he actually really played, played it. That. He played it. He really played that. He, in interviews, he's, he said, yeah, they asked him, did you really play that? And he was very, he was humble about it. But he said, yeah, I mean, I've been playing a y'all guitar seen since this, I, was, I was a child and I had the foundation and I, I really played it. Y'all seen this show? Y'all, y'all know I own three hats and one of them is a Metallica hat. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that was, I could not have been more hyped during that scene. Like, yeah. is this motherfucker about to play Metallica in hell? It was sick. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Last comment. Last comment. Let <laughs> us know. We have, the three of us have been discussing this with some mutual friends of ours. We we don't have the time currently, but we were like big future plans. We really have considered uh, putting out like D&D campaigns online. Nick is super into Critical Role. I always have been very generally interested in D&D. I used to play in middle school with my brothers and my cousins. I also have been working on a custom world and campaign that may or may not be based on somebody that you know see life. i don't know this i don't know life. all this detail it's it's very let's just say it's very bled so said so inspired hell yeah bro and uh it'll be cool so if you guys would be interested just let us know if you would like to see us do some sort of public D campaign because we're we're super interested yeah. in that probably like sometime next year or something if, and if there's anybody out there that thinks that'd be dope we'll probably stream it on twitch or something could be cool that's all i got love you omies love you're you omies. Our heart your soul year two we're kicking it up Woo! Uh, check out BledsoSetso.com. Got some cool shit on there. Hats. Hit them with the BG. BG. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Weird things happen in the backyard of Bledsoe House. See it. Hover it. Listen to Sydney. There we go.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.